This week on Inside Motorsport, we look at Formula Thunder 5000 and how it could change the face of open wheel racing in Australia. I hope you'll stay with us. Well, Chris Lambden joins us on the line, and Chris, out at the Muscle Car Masters, they saw V8 Power with an open wheel slant, a brand new open wheel car in the vein of what Australian motorsport fans knew as Formula 5000 from certainly the 70s and early 80s. Well, yes, exactly. Um, although we, I, I guess we, we never specifically set out to mimic uh, totally Formula 5000. Um, what we did set out to do was to try and create a modern open-wheeler class that would, you know, have some appeal in, in Australia. And, and these days, you, you know, you've got to start with a carbon fibre car, so tick that. You've really got to have a V8 engine, really, yes. Uh, you've got to have big fat tyres, yep. And you've got to have a sort of reduced aero effect, so that um, you know, so that the car's about mechanical grip, and that's that's what we set out to do. Now, clearly, uh, a number of those things were also part of the Formula 5000 era, so we have effectively ended up with a um, a 21st century Formula 5000 car. And in fact, the you know the high air intake that we we've chosen to put on is a bit of a an acknowledgement to, to that era, which I. I think, and, and I think most Australians think it was, was the golden era of Australian open-wheeler racing. Mm. Now, of course, a formula which has focused on V8 engines has not been around since, I would imagine, the early 80s, since the demise of Formula 5000, because Australia went down the Formula Mondeo, Formula Brabham, and then, of course, Formula Holden eras, which were a, a variation of six cylinders and four cylinder engines well that's right i mean the whole world did that didn't they um the whole world went off to, to smaller engines and and you know for for in some cases could seem like a good idea at the time but you know to be honest um i, I think people look back very fondly on the, the 70s and, and formula 5000 as, as i said the golden era um all the big names from back then are you know very very uh well respected drivers and so on so you know, and I think even internationally these days, you know, uh, if you look at what the engines are in Formula One, which are amazing things. Uh, you look at Formula E, the electric formula, and, and it's all very, you know, green and very scientific, and it's wonderful, but I, I'm not sure it's the most entertaining motorsport. And so, uh, you know, as I said, when we set out to just create something from scratch, there was really no debate. Uh, we needed to have a V8 engine. It's... An interesting thing to do, start with a, a blank piece of paper, as you've relatively done, just put down a few goals. How do you, in an era of aero, and aero being so dominant in certainly open wheeler cars, but in all sorts of racing, it's also considered the reason why cars can't pass. How do you design a car that needs to have some downforce and ground effect, but will still allow someone to pull out and pass? Um, it, that, that, that is a difficulty, as you said. Um, the, the more the more aero you have, the harder it becomes. And so, you know, we we feel obviously you've got to have some some downforce in a modern car just to simply keep it on the ground. 
but um, you know we, we deliberately set out to 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 keep it within within reason. Um, I mean, the car that we've based this car on, uh, and the reason this whole project's been able to take place, is that we were able to acquire the rights, the design, the tooling, and all the moulds from a car that was built in America by Swift Engineering for the Formula Nippon series in Japan. So uh, underneath the skin, and, and you know, people who, who know motorsport will recognise uh, quite a lot of that Formula Nippon car. Now, in its day, it had almost as much aero as a Formula One car. So we specifically set out as part of our project to to cut that and redesign it. And, and for example, the you know the underfloor tunnels are under half the size they were originally. Uh, the front wing is a lot simpler than it was originally and, and stuff like that because, um, as you correctly say, and, and it appears to be the case, the more aero you have on a modern car, the harder it is to run close to the car in front and pass. And to me, that's that's a downside to, to you know some forms of racing and that's something we've, we're going to try and... Uh, you know, encouraged with this this uh, this car. Mm. Now, your public unveiling was at the Muscle Car Masters, a a huge event by any standard. What was the feedback to Adam Macro heading round the track in that car? Oh, to be honest, I, I, I don't think it could have been any better. Um, you know, we had, we had crowds of people in, in in the pits all weekend, sort of up close, having a look at the car, and all the comments were were positive. Um, out on the track, Adam did a tremendous job. He's a he's a terrific young guy, and, and he is our test driver, and he's doing a great job. Uh, because it was literally the second time the car has run. We we had a, a private test, and uh, having done that, we we thought yes, we we can make it to a muscle car. And so it was only the second time the car's run. So you know he's been a little bit uh, careful, a little bit cautious, but he you know he still managed to wind it up sufficiently. I think for the people in the stands to. Uh, to appreciate the noise anyway. <laughs> now, the goal is to have a racing series. That takes quite a bit of money, but it also takes quite a bit of engineering. Uh, how are you going about getting the cars, the, the chassis, all the components together, and how have you made the selections on what components are in, what components are out when it comes to you know, homologating what will be this series? Um, well, for the moment, that's a very wide range of question. Um, our plan is to have a, a series uh, very much like the old Golden Era Tasman series again. Um, whether we can actually call it that remains to be seen, but um, that's our aim, i.e. a series uh, that goes across December uh, and, and January primarily. So that, that takes it away from the regular Australian season, takes it away from clashing with, with a lot of other people, and so we approach the tracks that we'd like to run on, and they're all very, very enthusiastic about it. So, um, you know, that was a good, a good step one. Um, in terms of getting cars out there, it's now very, very much up to the people in motorsport to, to make that call. We've, we've created what we think is the right car, uh, and we've got a series which will, as I said, run in New Zealand in December and Australia in January. Um, in fact, in Australia, it'll be four, possibly five events in consecutive weeks, starting straight after New Year. So, you know, it'll be very much uh, as it was. So, um, we've created the car. We think it's had a great response. It's now up to interested parties, drivers, teams to literally come and talk to us about acquiring a car. Um, we have, as I said, all the equipment to build the cars here in Australia. 
but we're not going to start that process until we've got 12 uh, confirmed owners of cars as, as a starting point. Um, you know, if after all this, only two or three people rocked up wanting a car, it just wouldn't even be worth, you know, mm. even thinking about it, just so that wouldn't make too much of a theory. So that's the number we've set as the, uh, what I call the foundation group, um, and that's what sort of the next boxes, boxes that we've got to start to, to tick. So assuming we're able to do that, um, the cars will be built over the first half of next year, um, there will probably be a couple of warm-up events for the run of the year and then the main, uh, main series that we plan to run in December and January. We'll continue our chat with Chris Lambdom next week on the show. In supercar news, they raced in Auckland last weekend at Pukekohe and it was Shane Van Gisbergen becoming the first New Zealander ever to win the Jason Richards Trophy. Not even a bump from his teammate, Jamie Winkup, that spun him out of race number three was enough to stop the New Zealander going on and extending his lead in the championship. Yeah, that's pretty special to win that trophy. I'm pretty stoked, but um, thanks everyone out here. This The support's been awesome, and to get the JR trophy, you know, everyone loved him. He's such an awesome guy, and to finally win that as a Kiwi, I'm, I'm over the moon, so thank you. It's a month away till they head to Sydney of the final round of the Supercars in 2016, and we'll bring you all the action from there on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling, and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.